All right. Well, good evening, everyone. How are you guys? Good. Feeling good? Feeling good? You look great. You look great. Well, welcome to Genesis. Uh, we are so glad that you guys are here. My name is Mike, and uh, I'm the pastor here. And at Genesis, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you came through the door tonight, that you felt comfortable and invited. And I also hope that you came with an open heart because you've been prayed and prepared for it. And so we are glad that you're here Tonight, we are continuing our series, Trending Topics, and uh, throughout this series, we have uh, talked about a single topic every night, and uh, kind of a hot-button issue, a trending topic, and um, the the first two weeks have been amazing. The the first week was mental health. We talked about mental health, which is a really good night, Um, and then last week, Jake King talked about faithfulness, and, and that was really, really good as well, and so tonight, we're gonna continue that uh, in that theme, talking about identity tonight. Uh, I know we talked about identity a few weeks ago when we went through Romans chapter eight, uh, but we're gonna kind of dive into that a little bit deeper tonight um, and in, in a little bit of a different way. But the other day I was at CVS and I was uh, go, I was stopping by there and I was walking in and you know how like sometimes people, when they're walking in front of you, they're walking really slow and it kind of annoys you, right? There was this lady that was walking in front of me, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I've got, like, I was kind of in a hurry, and I was like, this lady has got to get out of the way. And so then she finally did. She finally moved on to whatever she was doing. And then I go to leave, and it turns out we park next to each other. And so she's standing there with her door open, which, if you ask my wife, I say that should be illegal. You should never just stand in your parking spot with your door open, blocking another parking spot. Like, you need to get in and shut your door or move on. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's pointless to me. And so she's, she's trying to get in her car with her door open. I can't get to my car. So, again, I'm standing there waiting for her. And finally, she gets in her car and shuts the door. And I go to get in my car, and I realize, I look on the ground, and she dropped her driver's license. And so I go to, I, I pick it up and I hand it to her and she like rolls her window, window down and I hand her her driver's license and she was like, oh, thanks. Like she was annoyed by my kindness. Like she wasn't grateful that I gave her her, her uh, license back. She was like, oh, thanks. Like I bothered her, right? Um, and I thought, man, like I, I knew this night was coming up about identity, and I was thinking, like, man, what a good picture of of sometimes how we treat our identity. Sometimes we just kind of just drop it and let it go, and don't really care about it. Um, and so tonight, I want to talk about identity and and why it really matters, and why we should treat it like it matters. And so, and so uh, I'm going to approach this. Uh, I wanted to approach this message in a, a similar way as I did for mental health, and I want to paint the problem first and and then offer a spiritual solution to the problem. And the bottom line that will carry us throughout the night is this. You don't need to fight for your identity. You need to fight from your identity. You don't need to fight for your identity. You need to fight from your identity. In other words, we need to understand who we are in Christ first, or else we'll get thrown off course when the world tells us who we're supposed to be. We don't have to, to scratch and claw to figure out who we are. It's been clearly laid out for us in Scripture. Our identity in Christ is a solid foundation that we need as Christians living in the world. And so as we move forward tonight, we'll see that we don't have to fight for that foundation. We get to fight from it. So if you would, pray with me, and then we'll jump into tonight. 
God, I thank you so much for, for bringing us here together, uh, a body of like-minded people. God, thank you for giving us this opportunity to eat together and hang out. And, and also, God, a chance to learn more about you and to, and to worship you. And so, God, we, we pray tonight that you would be glorified, that you would be kept number one, and that your will would be done here. In Jesus' name, we all said together, amen. Awesome. Well, identity in and of itself is quite the, the buzzword in culture right now, quite the trending topic. And, and that is the, the first place that we'll talk about where we fight for our identity instead of from it in, in, in culture. And we're not going to get into these specifically, but, but some examples are sexual identity, gender identity, religious identity, racial identity, and that, that's just to name a few. We live in a culture where we can decide what we want to be and what we share with the world and what we want to be defined by, and all of that with virtually no limits. And that's, and that's because of the, the heightened sensitivity to, in, in, in so many areas of our life that have taken place in our time of history. There's been a heightened sensitivity to issues of race, to issues of sexuality, to issues of religion and politics and, and so many others. And as Christians, you know, we do need to stand up for, for certain things. We need to stand up for racial equality and for the rights of unborn babies and for biblical morality. We need to stand up for the rights of these things. But the reality is that though we may be Christians, we're not Christians in a bubble or we're not Christians in a vacuum. We are Christians that live and work and play in a culture with high tension in those different areas. And because of that, we can struggle to find any kind of identity compass that keeps us on the path that God intended. And that truth, it shows us our, our need to understand our identity deeply. It shows us our need to wrap our minds around who we are in Christ. We don't need to venture out into culture to figure out who we are. We need to instead look at what God says about us so that when we venture out into the world, we already know who we are and what we stand for. We also live in an interesting time of history when it comes to identity because of our ability to curate what the world sees of us. Because of social media, we tend to, to work and fight and strive to be seen by people the way we want to be seen. When it comes to what the world what we want the world to see of us, we can post it and time it and tweak it, filter it, delete it, crop it, and caption it. All to give the desired effect to those that follow us on social media. And in our culture, we are able to curate our identity to what we want it to be. But not only do we have the ability to define ourselves on social media, oftentimes we tend to let it define us. We compare ourselves to others. We, we think we have to have a certain following to achieve significance. We, we boil down our value to a, a number of likes or a number of followers. And it's almost like this wormhole that, that you get sucked into where, where nothing is ever going to be good enough. And we can always get just a little bit more and we're never satisfied. Again, we tend to fight for our identity when we should be fighting from our identity. And another place we, we tend to fight to find our identity is among our peers. This includes classmates or, or the people that you work alongside, th those who are in the, the same circles as you. When it comes to fighting for your identity in those areas, there are two sides to the coin, and, and they're both, they both can be a little ugly, right? Either you look around and find yourself in competition or rivalries with the people around you, or you look around and are highly insecure or self-conscious because of the people around you. And so we either could be striving to be better than everyone else and finding our identity in that, 
or we could, uh, or that we hate that we can't measure up and, and form our identity around that. Either way, we find ourselves in this losing battle when it comes to figuring out who in the world we are. And all of those things, culture, social media, and our peers, they have something in common. They're shaky ground. They come and go. They're here today, they're gone tomorrow. They're constantly changing, constantly shifting, and they're always changing what they expect or demand from us. And so that's why we need something solid. That's why we need something steady, something that won't change, so that when those things come along, those feelings of insecurity or, or, or something happens where uh, someone challenges what you believe in or you don't get the likes that you want. So when any of that stuff happens, your whole world doesn't collapse because you found your identity in something else, something secure and solid. You don't need to fight for your identity. You need to fight from it. And there's a, there's a story from the life of Jesus that displays this so well. And so if you would, turn to Luke chapter five, if you have your Bible, Luke chapter five. And to give you some context to what we're about to read, Jesus has just been baptized and he has just started his ministry and he's about to call the first disciples. And so we'll start reading in the very beginning of the chapter. So this is Luke 5, 1 through 5. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him and on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. So Jesus has been preaching on the shore of the lake of Genesaret. This is also known as the Sea of Galilee. So this is the same body of water that he would later walk on. And it says that the crowd was so large and they were pressing against him that he just needed some space. And so he asked this guy, Simon, to, to use his boat to push it off into the water so that he could sit in it to get some space from the crowd while he spoke. And so Simon does. He, he lets him do this. And, and when Jesus finishes speaking, Jesus starts talking to Simon. And, and he tells him, he says, go out into the water on the boat, let down your nets, and you'll catch some fish. And Simon replies, he says, well, master, we've been out here all night. We haven't caught anything, but whatever you say, we'll try it. Let's keep reading and see what happens. This is verse six through eight. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And so we see that they listened to Jesus and, and they caught a lot of fish, uh, so many that their nets were, were breaking and they needed help pulling all of them in. And it says that when Simon Peter saw what happened, he fell down at the feet of Jesus and tells him, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And first of all, I find it interesting that we see the, the change in how he addresses Jesus. First as master, now as Lord. And so you can see where he begins to be convinced of who Jesus was for the first time. But what he says to Jesus is what I wanna concentrate on. He says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Man, I am a sinner. 
And in that, we see Simon Peter's identity and how he sees himself and how he defines himself. He had just come in contact with the presence of God, and because of that, he's quick to say, well, Jesus, I'm not someone that you need to be around. I'm a sinful man. Let's keep reading and see how Jesus responds. This is 9 to 11. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. So Jesus replies to what Simon said by, by telling him, well, don't be afraid. Because from now on, you will be catching men, or as you may have heard it before, you're going to be a fisher of men. And they left their boats and their nets and their fish, and they followed Jesus. And, and this is such a, a powerful response from Jesus. It seems that he doesn't even want to hear what Simon has to say, almost as if what Simon was saying about himself being a sinner didn't matter to Jesus. And I'm pretty confident in saying that it probably didn't matter to Jesus. Jesus knew that everyone that would ever follow him would be a sinner. So that really wasn't an excuse. And so he tells him, hey, don't worry about it. In other words, forget what you say about yourself. Forget what others say about you. Forget the labels that are on you. Because from today on, I define who you are. I label you. Jesus knew that if we had to fight for our identity to be found in him, we would lose. That's why he grants it to us for free and then empowers us to fight from that identity to do what he's called us to do. He didn't ask Simon, hey, do you want to be a fisher of men? No, he, he spoke it into him. He declared it. This is who you are, and this is who you will be. And Simon accepted that, and he followed Jesus. And as we know, would go on to, to change the world as we know it. Simon would later go by Peter, be one of Jesus' closest disciples. And so for you in here tonight, you may have accepted some labels and accepted some definitions that you need to let go of. Like Simon said, uh, I am a sinner. You, you may say something similar. I am broken. I am prideful. I am insecure. I am trapped. I am struggling. And the response of Jesus to that is the same as it was to Simon. Do not be afraid. That's why scripture is littered with promises of God about who we are in him. So that when those feelings creep up, we can combat them with what he says about us. So when we can't, get, when we can't figure out who we are, or we have a distorted view of who we are, we can look to the words of scripture that tell us who we are and tell us who we'll be. And those truths, they, they aren't dependent on anything other than the blood of Jesus. They're ones that we didn't have to fight for. They're ones we get to fight from. Here's some examples for you. Psalm 139, 14, it says this, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Romans 8, 16 to 17, we are children of God and co-heirs with Christ. Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Philippians 3, 20, our citizenship is in heaven. 1 Peter 2, 9, we are God's special possession. Those truths are constant and unchanging. And those truths are also great because you don't have to pick and choose which one applies to you like it's some personality test. Well, I'm a three, three with a nine wing on the Enneagram, which means I'm not a two or a three or four through eight, so those things don't apply to me. No, you don't have to decide, well, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, which means I'm not more than a conqueror. No, you are all of the above. Identity that's found in Christ, are, there are pieces and building blocks 
that piece together who you are. And when we find our identity and what God says about us, we can be confident in doing what he's called us to do. We can fight from our identity instead of fight for it. And to bring this full circle tonight, when we do this, we can better handle all of the things that we talked about at the beginning, at the beginning of the night. The cultural issues, the, the political issues, the, the, the racial issues, social media, life with the people around you. If you know who you are in Christ, then you know what your response should be to cultural issues. If you know who you are in Christ, you don't have to question whether or not you stand up for the rights of the innocent or rights or for, or for racial equality. If you know who you are in Christ, you don't have to obsess or get so preoccupied with social media and all that comes with it. If you know who you are in Christ, you can be secure when you're around others at work or around others at school. Find your identity firmly in Christ and then go into the world. Then go into your workplace and your classroom, your family, your social media accounts, your conversations, and you'll find yourself standing on solid ground in the situations that come your way. So I wanna, go, I wanna invite the, the band to come up. Tonight, I wanna ask you a question. What do you find your identity in? Are you looking for it in, in, in every other place except for in the word of God? Have you spent too much time fighting to gain your identity when it's been freely given to you all along? Tonight, I wanna tell you that if you put your faith in Jesus, you don't have to question who you are. You belong to him. And because of that, you can be secure in whatever comes your way. So as you leave here tonight, stop fighting for your identity. Start fighting from it. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you that that you didn't ask us, God, you didn't ask us, man, do you wanna be this, do you wanna be that? No, you, you spoke it into our life. You declared it that we are children of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We do have your spirit. We are part of your family. We are citizens of heaven. So God, I pray right now, God, that, that whatever labels that we may have put on ourselves or whatever labels may be, have been put on us, God, that we would forget those and start looking at what you say about us. So when it comes to when we venture out into the world, into culture, and into these places, God, we can be confident in who we are in you and let that be the filter through which we see everything else. God, I thank you that we are not students and employees that just happen to be children of God. We are children of God who just happen to be students and employees. God, I pray that we would take that into the places we go, into the people we meet. We wouldn't fight for our identity, we would fight from it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, stand and worship with us.